0: I think I'm gonna lose it.
2: Uh-oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the mundus. You're
0: just a pawn! Being pushed around! Control! Scripted! Holy! These-
2: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 139 of Getting It Out podcast. That was Hot Zone. The song was called 40s Before Shorties, and their band reached out to me uh, via email today. That's how, that's how quickly things work when you send me, send me an email. They, they sent me their songs, and I said, I'll play that shit immediately, and I did because it's cool <laughs> it's, it's a little crossover thrash who doesn't like a little bit of that based out of nyc new jersey and philly apparently which is three different places so i'm not sure how they do that but technology is crazy you can do that kind of thing now uh they got a couple they got two two records that just came out um maybe digital only i think that's the way it looks but uh one of them is called covignorant and that's funny and the other one is called uh what was it called uh, something about was it short short to please and and that's what this song was off of. This song was, like I said, was called uh, 40s and shorties. And if you like crossover thrash, uh, hardcore, punk rock, all all those things that are called different names but sound exactly the same, then you'll like Hot Zone. Uh, so I'm stoked to play them here, and I'm stoked to hear more from them in the future. See, that's all it takes, man. You just send me a fucking email. I'll play your songs. I mean, hopefully you're good like, like Hot Zone. But uh if you're not, I'll probably still play it because I appreciate you reaching out and uh, i want you all to go down to the show notes and uh, check out hot zone all their shit is uh, for free download on bandcamp or you can just stream it somewhere and you can probably send them some money too if you want um but i do suppose that is your prerogative so uh, do as you please on this episode of getting it out podcast i got stan i tell you his last name but it's uh, it looks really polish or something and i can't pronounce it so his first name is stan and his last name ends with ski and uh, he's in this, he's in this band terminal nation and Terminal Nation is pretty fucking awesome. You might have heard their recent LP, uh, Hallucin Extinction. It came out on Twenty Bucks Spin, which is like the, the the one of the premier record labels out there right now. We'll get into all that nonsense on this interview. So uh, just uh, hold on to your hats and uh, let's do this. Welcome to this episode. Do you hear my cat in the background? Cat, are you going to meow? It is. Did you hear that? I don't know. Anyway, thank you for joining me on this episode, the 139th episode of Getting It Out Podcast. So those of you who listen regularly, I truly appreciate it. I can't believe that people actually do. Uh, When I first started doing this and I started getting listeners uh, across the world and, you know, into the hundreds even, when I started to be like, when I started to reach, uh, couple hundred listeners it was it was pretty remarkable to me and i'd always be so impressed not with myself but just the fact that there were that that you can reach people doing something like this when you got when you have no name and i'd see people listen in indonesia or whatever russia or fuck it italy you know whatever any other country other than here any other any other city other than here any other county other than here any other people that i didn't know that we're listening to getting it out podcast has always been amazing to me. And I think I lose sight of that sometimes. And, uh, sometimes I don't, sometimes I'm well aware, but, but sometimes it's it's nice to reflect that, uh, I might be reaching some people with my total nonsense horseshit. I really wish I was doing something more meaningful, but the fact that you take your time to listen to what I just happen to like to do, uh, is really cool to me. I was talking to a, a couple friends of mine this week and, uh, you know and 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 it made me realize that I have done this now for almost three years straight almost three years without missing a week is I don't say that to 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 pat myself on the back I say that to um to like i don't I don't think I've ever done anything that consistent so yeah that's that's it that's all that's all, and uh, thanks to the people that, even if you check in every now and then, even if you just check in to see if there's a band on the episode that you like, that you want to listen to, or you want to hear what they have to say, I I think that's awesome. I've been able to have these conversations with people lately that I never thought I'd talk to. Um, there's one of those episodes coming up uh, sometime soon. There was one last week with the fellows from Sick of It All. Um and it's, uh, it's weird how this thing, it's weird how my expectations have changed for what this podcast is, should be. It was supposed to be something entirely different when it started. It kind of became something typical, but still something I love to do. So, um, yeah, that's it. I don't know. This is, this is me just rambling here because otherwise you're going to hear me talk about how bummed I am that it's September and that I've worn a hoodie and jeans all day and I haven't been too hot because these are things that bother me. Uh, it's the, the weather is getting cooler. That's bad. That's very bad. Um, although the fact that I don't have to drive anywhere anymore, uh, other than I drive to Philadelphia once a week, I don't have to drive anywhere else. I don't have to drive to work. So it might as well just snow all the time, I guess. that That's fine with me. We could just do snowstorms. It's just I've had this uh, this long-term um, uh, hatred for snow that it's hard for me to uh, give that up at this point. But, but I think this year I'm going to try to... Um, Let's, let's try to do a snow dance, whatever that is. Um, no, I'll just be more open-minded to uh, the idea of a wintry mix here and there. Uh, a foot of snow will do, maybe it'll kill off these uh, spotted flies. Maybe it'll kill off these fucking mosquitoes that are, that are swarming us all year long. I don't know. Um, the NBA playoffs, this is very important. The NBA playoffs have taken a wild turn. There's only one of the four teams that I thought would be there. It's the Lakers, it's the Nuggets, it's the Heat, and the Celtics. I'm shaking my head. That's what the silence was. I'm shaking my head. It doesn't make any sense. That's not who's supposed to be there. It was supposed to be the Lakers, the Clippers, the the Bucks, and the Sixers. And then it was supposed to end up being the Clippers-Bucks, right? And then the Bucks. I don't know I think of the Clippers or who I thought would win. Um, none of those teams are around. It's just LeBron and the Lakers. Uh, Anthony Davis is there too. That's all right. Um, I, I'm, I'm a LeBron fan, so I'm okay with them winning, but I'm not particularly a Lakers fan. So I'm okay with them losing as well. There's the, there's uh, Jokic and the Nuggets. And I guess, I guess you got to put Murray, Murray's name in there as well. But uh, th- my only problem with the Nuggets is that when uh, people in the league talk, people that watch basketball talk about uh, the best centers in the league, they always put Jokic above Embiid. And uh, while that's probably deserved, I'm a homer. So I want Embiid above uh, Jokic. Um, but, you know, at this point, it's kind of undeniable. So I don't know, maybe go Nuggets uh Celtics can go fuck themselves I don't want anything to do with those guys they can all lose Uh, hopefully something horrible happens to Marcus Smart um yeah so that's good um Jimmy Butler in the heat not sure what to think about this okay you know he was a sixer last year so I was on his side and I didn't even have a problem with them not signing him uh to come back for this year but I never expected them to be where they're at right now. And that makes them a little bit likable. Although I got a little bit of a problem with Bam Adebayo for absolutely no reason. I have no reason to have a problem with Bam Adebayo. I like Goran Dragic. Um, uh, Duncan Robinson's cool. Uh, what's that rookie they got that shoots real well? They got three point shooters. They got, they got the man Andre Iguodala on that team. Although I think he's kind of useless, but always love Iguodala. Um, you know, so I guess, I don't know. What, what am I looking for? What, I, I don't care who wins as long as it's not the Celtics. Okay. That's, that's, that's NBA talk. Let's go over to, to football. Football started this week. Football's going on right now. You know what game is on right now, Thursday night football? It's, it's the Browns and the Bengals and there's nobody watching it and nobody should be watching that. All right. So if you watch, if you watch that last night, you, you deserve a spanking. Um, I, I have no idea what's happening there. I looked at my fantasy football team and I don't got any players in it. The guy I'm playing against got no players in it because there's no players in that game. All right. If you're telling me like Tyler Boyd is your guy or uh, who is on the Odell um, <laughs> or uh, Austin Hooper, is he even playing? Uh, Baker Mayfield, you don't got him. That's, that'd be stupid. Nick Chubb's garbage. Kareem Hunt, though. Kareem Hunt would be a good one. Joe Mixon, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, we, that's enough sports talk. Um let's get into my conversation with with Stan from Terminal Nation. Have you heard Terminal Nation yet? If you haven't. And if I'm if I if this podcast is your introduction to Terminal Nation, then that's kind of exciting cuz they're a really cool band. Uh basically a hardcore band. I say that weirdly, but uh you're here. We'll talk about it. But pretty much a hardcore band from Arkansas. Uh we talk a little bit about uh, the fact that they're from Arkansas. too. So you know what? I'm not going to step on this conversation too much. Why don't we just, why don't you just listen to it? First, though, I want to play you a track from their new record, Holocene Extinction. And you know what? Let's just do the title track. Let's do Holocene Extinction and then get in my conversation with
0: Stan.
1: It's good. it's good. This is Stan. Can you hear me?
2: Yeah, I think I can. I think I, I can hear you. Good. You broke up there for a minute, but you're good now.
1: Awesome. Awesome.
2: Well, shit. How you doing tonight?
1: I'm good, man. How about you?
2: I'm good. I uh, <laughs> I was just up helping my wife go through my daughter's toys uh, to oh, to to throw away.
1: That's <laughs> tough,
2: man. That's way tougher than it should be. You know.
1: Yo, I just did that the other day. So my my girl's um she just turned four. Yeah. And uh, we knew the party was coming So we had to uh, get rid of some stuff But we did it like secretly Yeah, that's what, being- that's
2: what we're doing right now Yeah.
1: Okay <laughs> Um. But if, if you want to get started Or if if uh, is now good
2: Yo, we are started We are in okay. it
1: Oh shit, okay, cool <laughs> Well, sorry about being late um, No, you're good Shit got crazy at the last second Sorry about that
2: That's alright, what happened? What'd you have? What was your meal?
1: So, uh, wh- where are you located?
2: I'm in Pennsylvania
1: Pennsylvania. Do you guys have Zaxby's?
2: Never heard of it.
1: Okay. So it's like a wings, chicken, fries, whatever. You know, you can't yeah. go wrong there. Real good, real good. But uh, the line was moderately short. I got in there, and then it, like, got long, and it was slow as hell. <laughs> so I got stuck in there, and I couldn't get out. So, um, But it was good. It was worth it. The wings were fire. They had a hot honey mustard. Can't go wrong. Well, I'm glad. I'm
2: glad. I'm glad it worked out for you. I, w- I was in a similar situation recently where uh, I dropped off my daughter. She lives in Philadelphia. Well, well, you know, when, when she's with her mom, she's in Philadelphia. When she's with me, she's sure. in Lancaster. And I dropped her off, and uh, right by her house. The only thing, like, all, the only thing on my way back, because it's a turnpike, you know, toll road, toll highway. The only Mm -hmm. place that there is a stop is a Burger King before I get on these highways. So I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll have a Burger King. And I don't do fast food often, but I don't mind it, you know? So I'm like, all right, I'm kind of excited. I'm going to get this Burger King. I get in that line, and then I sat in that fucking line for, for, uh, I'm not kidding. It felt like 40 minutes. And, you know, then at the end, like, I'm just. Mad, but you can't get out of it. You know, you're stuck in there. You're stuck, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a it's a weird it's a weird concept. You know, and then and then you start getting mad. At the irony of fast food taking this long, and then right.
1: It's Burger King. Is, yeah. is it was it worth the wait?
2: Hell no. But then, like, I didn't even get a burger. But then you get to then you get to the end. Like you don't you don't want to be one of those people that complains to the fast food worker of about course. not being fast enough? Because what the fuck do they care? Too. It was a, sure. It's just a bad situation. So. I sympathize. I sympathize entirely. So don't, don't worry about it.
1: Oh yeah!
2: But fast food waiting lines is not why we're talking, right?
1: No, I would hope not. I mean, I, I got a little more going on than that. I think. Yeah, you do.
2: You you got a, you got Terminal Nation happening, and uh, and you guys just the Holocene Extinction. Did I say that correctly, by the way? Yes. Yeah. Hallocene Extinction. That, that came out what now? Like a month ago, right?
1: Uh yeah, like three and a half weeks. Um, well, shit. I guess it'd be four weeks tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, you
2: so getting, a you're getting you getting really specific there. Three and a half <laughs> weeks. Yeah. Uh, so so uh so th- this is not. All right, I gotta admit, this is the first that I heard of you guys. But then when I looked at it, I did. I was like, I was aware of your split with uh, Neckbeard Camp. Um, okay. So sure. like so so you know I I thought this was my introduction to you guys, but then I look back like oh no shit. I just didn't know that they were this good. It's kind of, it's kind of where okay, I, where cool, I landed. Okay. Cool. So, um, so, this is your first. It's not your first full length, though, right? Or is
1: it? No, this is the first full length. We've done a a couple of uh, like seven inch EPs, um, mm-hmm. and then there's that split. But this was the first time we actually sat down and we're like, "Yo, let's do a a full length record." So, um, yeah, the first one.
2: So, but you've been around for for a couple a few years now Uh,
1: yeah yeah uh we kind of started as like a side project thing to kill time in like 2014 uh so this this is year number six um it got a, a little more serious in like 2016 we we did a little more touring and stuff like that um but uh but yeah so we've been we've been around for a few years
2: okay and you guys are from arkansas right
1: Correct. Yes. Okay,
2: and I, I'm sure people say this type of shit to you all the time. But okay, when, <laughs> when I when I start thinking of Arkansas, it's just just uh like, what do we call it? Uh, extreme music, alternative? Well, not alternative. That'd be a fucking weird phrase to use. But uh, you know, like underground music. So sure, like, I, sure. so I know. I think everybody probably goes to Paul Bear first of all, right? Um, oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, and honestly, th- the first interview I ever did on anything was with Paul Bear was with Joseph uh, Roland of Paul Bear and and oh, good I, good and guy. Good, I guy he is yeah he was great and i sat there and i talked to him and and the, the bands that i could name from arkansas then are the same bands that i can name from arkansas now <laughs> except for you guys are now included so that was that was wake paul bear and napalm christ and he was impressed by napalm christ
1: <laughs> yeah yeah that's cool that's a that's a little bit of a um Oh, that that that's a wild card in that list for sure. But that all three great bands.
2: Yeah, and so, so, and, and I mean, I spoke to him literally years ago. I don't, I don't, I don't even remember what it was about. It had to be maybe about the second record. Um, wow. But what, okay. what, what uh, what's happening in Arkansas? Like. Are, are are you Near a, Are you Are you guys Out of Little Rock It's the only city I can name from Arkansas Like what's the Arkansas Scene like I guess is what I'm Trying to say
1: Yeah yeah I got you I got you So um It's cool man It's I, I mean I'm sure It's just Based on what you said So far Um You probably expect it. it's, it's a pretty small scene So it's not huge We're a small city The relative Uh The scene is like Relative to the size Of the city So we're smaller Than maybe Your scenes In, in larger areas Um But it's cool. Everyone's laid back. I know. um, You know, the South has been notorious for being uh, maybe not having the most progressive (laughs) and uh, (laughs) forward forward thinking folks. But um, I think us as a band, particularly, but uh, you know, the the other bands, some the ones you just listed as well, have been trying to kind of um, change that viewpoint a little bit. Just change the narrative, uh, make it a little more welcoming of a scene. Uh, Like I said, it's small. Um, It's so small that like. Uh, you'd probably sonically If you listen to Terminal Nation And then you listen to Wake And then you listen to Paul Bear You probably wouldn't think those bands Would play a lot of shows together I mean maybe Wake and Paul Bear a little bit But even there's a, there's a difference there too right. um, But this music Scene Is so small We really can't be nitpicky In terms of like genres Of extreme music sure. So like the hardcore shows and the metal shows kind of have bled into being one thing um so for that to exist you know a lot of cities i I think like hardcore bands and uh metal bands or at least the crowds don't really mesh too well but here we've kind of somehow we've 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 figured figured out how that works so it's a small scene but it's really uh it's it's really like like a community it's 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 pretty cool
2: and that's the to to me that's the that's the best that's the optimal way right like like it's almost like this bell curve when you have too many of one and too many of the other, it becomes it doesn't work anymore. But when you got the right amount, it, you know it's, everybody you know kind of vibes off each other and it's a, it's a cool deal. And you know I've i I lived in Baltimore for a long time. Um, okay, you, you would see you you know and, and that's a small city, but it's uh, I want to say it's a big scene, right? At least at the time I was yeah, there. Yeah, right?
1: yeah, I've been a a three eight nine bash. Out yeah. There. yeah, 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 a couple times. Yeah,
2: the scene is crazy out there. That was great. I think I reference A three eight nine on every episode. I feel like I feel like I do uh, one because my band put out a record on there. Two because Dom, who ran it, is one of my best friends, and uh, and, I, and I had a lot to do with not not I had a lot to. do. I helped him out a lot with that with that label when I could, when he allowed me to. Really, so so yeah, so so I, no, I saw but, it a lot.
1: Can I? Can I? Uh... Can I stop you there for a second? What what band were you in?
2: I was in a band that didn't fit on that label at all, and we were called Pleasant Living. And okay, okay. And the and the only reason they, uh, I'll speak for him, although I'm sure he'd be too nice to say it, the only reason that we were on that band or on on a three eight nine is because we were all such good friends with them. Um Two of the guys oh, lived with him at one I, time. Okay, okay. I, you know, I, I, I rented like from. Him. He's
1: got a very he's he's got a really high. Uh, his taste is very fine refined. So I think I think if you put it out a record for y'all, I maybe you're underplaying <laughs> a little bit. But okay,
2: I don't know, no, no, I I think it was more of a favor than a than, okay, than a good idea. Off. But 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 I'm glad. But I love having that feather in my cap to say, yeah, I put out one record, and and it was on a three eight nine when they were when they were like putting out thirty records a year. So yeah, they so, were yeah.
1: killing for for <laughs> a
2: while. But uh, so so um, and yeah, but but the so you guys started? Would you say six years ago? Um, mm-hmm. And then you did a couple records on what was it? A st- deep Six, uh, one, yep. one on to live a lie, um, th- which are all like reputable record labels. But then you really like jumped up to this. And I know it sounds a little strange saying it to jump up, but Twenty bucks Spin has been fucking killing it for a couple of years now, and kind oh, of yeah, no k- doubt. Kind of how much no? How much? I don't know. How much just having a record out on Twenty bucks Spin? How much did that bump? Terminal Nation, how much more action did you see just because of being on 20 bucks spin?
1: Um, I so yeah, yeah, there's been definitely a a significant um bump just from that. So, 20 bucks spin, like you said, they've been killing it for a few years. It's probably, I know I'm biased at this point, yeah, but even if I wasn't putting out um, you know, even if he didn't put out our record, I would say it's probably my favorite like metal label going right now. I mean, right. I buy shit from him all the time. And um, so, yeah, it, it, it's, it's an honor. I, it's, definitely, it's definitely another level of what, what we've done before. Um, a lot of people that maybe uh, might have been turned off by maybe some of the lyrical content or the term hardcore. Because we're kind of a, a sore thumb on that label. You right? are, yeah, yeah. But, um, but I think there's there's probably like metal dudes that are just turned off by the word hardcore and don't want to, you know, they, they don't want to associate with that. That have probably given us a shot sim- simply because of, uh, you know, the la- it's like a tastemaker label. You know, if sure. it's, if he's touching it, it's got to be good. It's right. like like a three eight nine was. We used that example a little bit earlier. If it's if he's putting it out, it's it's of high caliber in some regard or whatever. So yeah, we've definitely seen a, lo- a lot more maybe publicity press. You know, a lot more records than. We've ever sold before. Um, all our pressings have been pretty small, 300, 500 um, before this record. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's been cool. It's been it's been really sick. A lot of people that I didn't think would give a shit about this band, maybe some dudes that I um, looked up to in in larger bands, have been like, "Oh, this this record is sick," and uh, it, it's been cool. That's very cool. That is, have you
2: have you personally been able to talk to? People that we don't need to name names, but people that you maybe admired before that that are really digging what you're doing.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd rather not put names out there. but it's, no, no, it's no really we don't cool. need uh, Yeah, it's cool to see, like, uh, you know, maybe we share a post on um, Twitter, Instagram, or something, and then, like, a dude who played like in a really prominent band 20 something years ago that maybe uh, influenced some of our writing was like, "Yo, I got my copy in today. Great job." And I'm like, "Fuck." <laughs>
2: that's, no, that's 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 awesome." And I get it because, you know, like the the ceiling for this this, you know, this type of music, not this type of, you know what I'm saying? Like underground music I yeah, is isn't very high. Like so like the highs really are just just having somebody appreciate it and when it's somebody that you've looked up to and or or you know whether uh, i mean whether that's like exact or not whether you know somebody that you music who you've listened to uh appreciates what you're doing and it comes full circle like that that is i mean that's that's really kind of that's all you could ask for right
1: yes yes I, yeah i would totally agree with that um i think we have um like specifically terminal nation like I said, in terms of lyrical content, even just geographic, geographically where we're located, there's going to be people that are just like are going to be turned off by the band simply for like little minute goofy factors like that or whatever. I know hardcore's very um, regionally minded. Yeah. I guess we're like you know, there's people that'll listen to a band simply because they're from you know this state or this region or this city or this scene. And we don't have we don't necessarily have that that privilege of just being like oh a band from Little Rock, gotta check them out. We act, it actually hurts us in some regards. So <laughs> it's kind of cool to uh, to see people at least give it a shot and then um, you know receive it positively.
2: Well, another you know band that's got to dig their hole, dig the way out of that hole. You got Bill Clinton, Corliss Williamson. <laughs> like what you know, the Razorbacks had a moment in the '90s. Uh, but Briefly, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But but but. Uh, well, fuck it. Who cares? Um, because, like, I mean, this record and, and your band in general. Well, you meant you keep mentioning the uh, you know the, the lyrical content and the, the kind of the ideology, ideology. You know what word I'm trying to say of yeah. of uh, <laughs> of your band and uh, what you guys are preaching. Does that really um, find? Uh, do you find contention? like locally? With what you're saying?
1: Um so there was a, a few months um I want to say towards the end of 2018 um there you know there was a lot of uh I guess there's some close within the area, I don't know, maybe within 100 150 miles of us uh, here in Arkansas. Yeah. There was like some right-wing um groups i guess would be the word uh just just very like white power alt-right what what whatever whatever the word yeah yeah
2: the the, the, the we're not racist but we are
1: yeah yeah Yeah. except except minus the we're not i like i think they're pretty much about (laughs) um but uh i i think it was it was tied to some kind of um ongoing protesting that was kind of in the area maybe regarding a, a monument or something it's seems like years ago at this point but it really wasn't that long ago right
0: um
1: but somehow some way they kind of got wind of our band and i think a few of them like um had said that they're gonna show up at a show or protest at a show and um i think one one dude like showed up low-key to kind of like check the scene out like these are not in movies and shit you see like skinhead nazis that are like into the music or whatever and this is this is not that at all this is like yeah some dweeb who doesn't know the difference between like five finger death punch and Furio five or what. like like he just he was just there just to like see what what shit's like and i think um like just to scope the place out and it was nothing nothing ever came of it and i think like i i ended up calling him out from from the stage when i heard that he was there and he Booked it pretty quickly when he realized that <laughs> hey maybe uh, this is not the place for me to be. Um, but yeah, I, locally there's been a little bit of uh, a little bit of stuff like that. I mean that's that's more of the extreme case. Um, like I said a little earlier in our conversation, in the south um, or hell metalheads in general um, have not always been the most like progressive minded people, and we're trying to change that here. But there's still some stragglers that just don't get it or don't want to get it. And, uh, you know, they might talk shit here and there. But it, it nothing, nothing too crazy, I guess, yet. Um, I mean, there's been threats of crazy, but, you know. Yeah. No, well, nothing's happened. Well, you
2: don't need to be so hard on the South because we have the same problems up here, right? Sure, Pen- sure. Pen- very
1: true, very true. I, I shouldn't be hard on the South because I hate it when... Other people not from the South are hard on us,
2: so. And that's me. I'm always hard on the South, but that's <laughs> just because it's a stereotype. I got to do it, you know. It's just bad. It's just bad because it's I'm just doing the same type of shit that other people are doing, and I'm hating them for doing that, and I'm doing this. Maybe it's a little less harmful, but you know, you know what I'm saying. But but here in Pennsylvania, uh, the the joke is always that you have uh, Pittsburgh and Philadelphia and, and Kentucky in between, um, <laughs> which it's funny saying that's you because Kentucky would be the North to you. Right? Yeah, uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, like, you know, but, but, uh, but yeah, there's, there's, there's I, like, I remember, and to, to speak of what you're talking about with, like, you, when you see these people in, in person, there, there's a, there's a, uh, a well known, uh, right wing, they, they probably wouldn't say they're Nazis, but everybody knows they're neo Nazis, KS group called KSS here in Pennsylvania, uh-huh. Keystone State Skinheads. And, uh, I remember one day being at, at this, uh, gas station, just getting, to get, picking up something. I'm with my daughter, who my daughter's, a my daughter's half Spanish, and uh, just being in line, and and he's right in front of me, and he's wearing his KSS shirt, and you know, there's well, the, the, you're just in a weird situation where you have your kid, and there's this guy okay. in front of you, yeah. and like you want to say and do all sorts of things but you of course you don't cuz your daughters right there but also at the same time you're just looking at them like you fucking nerd <laughs> like, yeah, like of what course. are you like yeah, yeah I don't know it's just a it's a weird thing once you're once you're presented with it in
1: yeah you got to play it smart for sure you know cuz there's um you got to pick your hills I guess um and it, especially if you're with your kid it's like and eh, not the time yeah never play.
2: never the time when you're with a kid but,
1: no matter what but, yeah yeah
2: but okay, so so um, so oh shit. So the record's been out for a couple of weeks. And we talked about um, talked about reactions from people you didn't expect. But how overall, what what has your perception of what people think of Terminal Nation, Halocene Extinction been so far?
1: Um, I I would say I mean overall it's been overwhelmingly positive. I mean there's been some um, a little bit of you know, maybe criticism here and there. But like to the extent that we've never experienced before. Um, I mean, it's, it, it's been pretty well positive. Like if I just look through, you know, reviews that we've been tagged in or whatever, um, like I'm flabbergasted, I guess is, is, uh, a good word to use. Just, it's just hard to believe that like people are that into it. And we recorded it last year. Um, and we sat on it for a long time and we would have, we hoped to, you know, when the record drops, of course, you want to go and tour on it sure. and whatnot. Obviously, the world that we're in right now is uh, not accommodating for that. And, and nor would we want to be doing that. But um, so that 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 was a little bit already of a, kind of a, a gut punch when you got to release a record and you can't play it. You know, you can't can't even have a release show. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of the, the positive like the positive feedback that we've gotten out of it, um has has more than made up. We were just concerned maybe it's gonna be too under the radar. Maybe, you know, people have to see it live to get it. And I am I still think there's some of that too. But um but yeah, I, I've been I've been very stoked. It's been overwhelmingly positive. There's been maybe a little criticism here or there and that's fine. You know, I it's not we don't make music for everybody, so I don't expect everybody to like it. Um but I'm pretty shocked with the amount um the amount of positivity that it's gotten.
2: That's great. I mean, that's, that's, it's, it's it, from, from my perspective, it seems to be going over very well. I, I've, <laughs> I, I am following you guys pretty, pretty heavily. Well, you, you know, you and I have had a back and forth for a little while here. But, uh, sure. you know, so, so I've been f- watching you guys on social media because that's all we can, all we can do, right? And, yeah. Uh, and yeah, the, the, the amount of, the amount of mentions alone that you guys get is, uh, is pretty impressive. And, and that, look, and that's a, I know that's like all that bands can ask for right now because there's nothing like there's literally nothing else you can do. Or like you, yeah, yeah. you can do interviews like this. You can maybe make a music video. You can do whatever you know. This, this, your options are limited. But just the fact that that it's happening, like you're successful in that. It's it's basically like I don't know booking booking shows and getting out in front of people without being able to do it. Because because yeah, as much as as much as you're doing that, everybody else is looking at their fucking phones and the internet too because they got nothing else to do.
1: That's so,
2: true. So if you can get on that shit, then 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 that's a success.
1: Yeah, good way to look at it. Good way to look at it. I like
2: that. Hmm. Okay, so so uh, hallucine extinction. Uh, I'm pretty sure I looked that up, but I forget what it is. What the fuck does that mean?
1: So. Uh... Basically, it's like an ongoing extinction, like a scientific event um, where the sixth mass extinction that Earth experienced, and it's the ongoing extinction that we're living in now, um, basically caused by human activity. Human beings are kind of – it could get deeper than that because we could go into uh, <laughs> capitalism is is causing human beings to – kill themselves or kill the planet that they're living on or destroy their home. But basically, yeah, Holocene extinction is Earth's sixth uh, mass extinction um, caused by human activity where humans are killing off the world, basically.
2: Well, that <laughs> that's heavy <laughs> shit. I, I didn't know there was five other ones. I didn't know we've been through them. But I guess there's been a couple of extinctions. extinctions.
1: So. Yeah, I think it's a little bit before our time. Yeah.
2: But... <laughs> Well, that's do you, all right. So, so you guys split this line, and and you mentioned it before of you know uh, metal and hardcore. I don't know. You can throw in what what other brands can we throw in here? Genres can we throw in power violence? Maybe I don't know because yeah, people are power people, violence
1: grind has been thrown our way. I mean, at the end of the day, if somebody would be like, if you could just narrow it down to one word, what would it be? I would say hardcore. I mean,
2: I would too. I would gonna,
1: agree. I'm not going to deny metal influence or you know power violence or grind or whatever but i would just i would say we're a hardcore band i mean that's a pretty broad encompassing brush anyway
2: it is these days but did is that where you came up from like did you come from the hardcore scene is that or are you coming from somewhere
1: else yeah so so me me personally and and the majority of the band we would be i guess referred to as hardcore kids i um
2: no matter how old you are
1: yeah 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 yeah, of course (laughs) uh so like I, i think i as a kid, I, I um, discovered underground music through, like, skate punk, I guess you could say. Like, your Rancid, Pennywise, sure. No Effects, those, same, those kind of bands.
2: Same road for me, yeah.
1: Okay, okay, cool, cool. Um, and then from there, I, I think just kind of... Here's a, here's a throwback. Browsing chat rooms um, <laughs> and, like, going on, like... Um, the B9 forum before it became the B9 forum Or like uh, the Epitaph forum And like discovering bands through that way So I was like a punk kid But then I would like Listen to like Black Flag And Agnostic Front And um, even like Napalm Death I was like oh th- I was like 13, 14 And I'm like oh these are cool punk bands I just kind of threw everything in that category that sure. was, um, You know not death metal But underground And then um, from there I kind of just Discovered live music um, Here in Little Rock And then it kind of spiraled from there So yeah, more, I started more punk Adjacent And then and then kind of dove deep Into like hardcore um, It got progressively heavier I was into li- I know we talked music earlier But um, Little Rock in the mid 2000s Was a big hotbed for um, For like metalcore Yeah uh, Strangely enough Everywhere it um,
2: was. Mid-2000s, I think. Yeah, I, th- I
1: guess. It, was either, it was
2: either metalcore or melodic hardcore, right?
1: Yes, yes, yes. But uh, but he, so he, earlier you mentioned bands from Arkansas that you know. Here's a big one that you forgot, um, Living Sacrifice. Are you familiar with them? Yes, I am. Absolutely. Okay.
2: Absolutely am. The Christian uh, metalcore yes. band. with. Didn't at one point they have two drummers?
1: Oh, shit. I don't know. I, don't, I, I feel th- like. No, I don't. I don't think
2: Ma- so. You know, maybe, maybe you know, um, I might have to edit myself here. Well, I'm not going to. But uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe they just had two bass drums. <laughs> maybe that's maybe okay. that's all. Okay. But anyway, yeah, yes. That, no, yeah. that
1: sounds that sounds on brand right there. I was going to say, I don't know. Maybe God was on stage playing drums <laughs> with him
2: too. I, um. I, I remember seeing them with with uh, with Zeo and Pod yes. and well, who else it was it was it was a Christian festival? Project 86. Uh, oh yeah, okay. like you know, but it was just, it was just like Christian Christian metal. Yeah, 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 it was it was definitely.
1: stone, maybe?
2: No, uh, it was called Purple Door, which was it was it was a local oh, thing. Okay.
1: But yeah, uh, but anyway, gotcha. yeah, 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 but yeah. So so Living Sacrifices from Little Rock, um, and they kind of I mean they started more in the '90s, but they kind of were purveyors of that sound and um, champions, you know, a lot of. Um, Bands to come through the area of that style Like you mentioned Zao. I feel like Zayo, uh In the early 2000s came through here Like once a month or whatever Yeah, uh, And so it was almost Hard to not be involved in that And I, so I think that's where like I learned Punk and then I was like dude I want to go to punk shows And I found the um, Local venue here And then it was just like metalcore 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 and then like I Found that and kind of got hooked and Was in the metalcore world before Kind of steering more into hardcore but um, yeah, so that that's kind of how I came into things. Well,
2: that happens. What? Uh, what how old are you? If you don't mind me asking.
1: Oh no, you're
2: uh, 31. Just turned 31. 31. Okay, I'm 35. I'll be 36 this year. So we're close to the same age. We took a pretty similar path. Um, I might have been might have went a little more hardcore than you with when you were in the metalcore thing. But but I but I relate. I understand. I know how you got sure. there. And I don't know if I don't. Did you used to look at? And I'm, I'm not when I say used to. I mean like just a couple years ago like kind okay. of kind of look back on that stuff like a little bit embarrassed
1: um yeah oh i i would think in in terms like specifically metalcore or yeah. yeah oh yeah uh yeah i think um i think a lot of people did <laughs> see <laughs> i see
2: i do but maybe maybe i maybe i never got too deep into it where there's not a lot of embarrassing stuff out there but but, I, but okay, I'm okay, sure. but, I, but I'm embracing it now. Now I'm going back, now I'm going back and I'm saying well, it's all okay. I'm, I'm cool with it. I'll, <laughs> I'll even listen to it if I have to, but you know, I'm, I'm taking it back. I'm, I'm reclaiming it.
1: There you go, there you go. Well, I think, so, I don't know if there's like a, a set number or whatever, like a unit of how much time has to uh, surpass before it, you can then reflect on it
2: positively, <laughs> positively kind yeah. of
1: thing. You know, like if. Like you know, how everybody like,
2: can like new Metal now.
1: Yes, and then the, exactly. It's revisionist history because yeah. everyone hated that shit for like 15 years. And then now it's cool to like it. So I feel like Metalcore is kind of getting that revisionist history. You liked it when you liked it. And then a year later, you realize you hated it. And then you hated it for 10 years. And now it's cool again.
2: <laughs> it's fucking true. It's weird. It's, <laughs> it's, it's still not cool, but it's weird. It's likable in a strange way. It's like a weird, uh, you know, like your weird old friend. Like, okay, he's, yeah, it's, he's fine
1: Well, I'm not mad at it You know, I, I probably oh Shit, I, if we were to talk metalcore or deathcore I could probably name I, I probably couldn't even f- fill up the, my hand With, you know, um, with listing off bands That I maybe go listen to um, With any sort of regularity But, uh, like I said earlier Arkansas is a small scene So, um, you know, if Somebody's in kind of an adjacent metalcore world. You're cool, whatever. As long as you're yeah. not an asshole, I'm with it. I don't give a shit. You know, <laughs> I think we appeal a little bit to to uh, to that world, so I'm not, I'm not mad at you.
2: That's good. And I th- I think welcome you, aboard. Yeah, exactly. I think you guys have got a. I think you guys got enough a crossover appeal. Um, one, like you mentioned before, the, the, it's a big one. Just being having your having Extinction out on a double or twenty bucks spin is is huge for that and just all right you, and 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 these are all just visual things your your logo your your artwork on the album that's all very metal looking shit right sure and sure, some, I agree with that. and sometimes that's all that takes that's all you, that's all you need to get them in and then they hear it and like well this ain't so bad <laughs> you know maybe it's not yeah, what I thought it was gonna be but this is yo, this is pretty cool
1: yes there's been so many dudes from like the metal world with this new record that have like oh the artwork looks sick. The you know the logo was cool, and I listened to it, and it wasn't what I expected. It's a lot more raw than I was thinking, or a lot more punk, or a lot more snotty, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I kind of like it, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll take it, whatever. That's all you need. Yeah.
2: So, <laughs> so speaking of speaking of the artwork, what the artwork is is very cool. What, what is that artwork? Who did that?
1: So, uh, it was, a a painter by the name of Adam Burke. His, uh, Instagram handle is Night Jar Illustrations. He's done, um, he's done a lot of, a lot of, uh, larger metal bands, um, that, I think he did the Gate Creeper, Sonoran, Deprivation, okay. uh, artwork, um, he did that last Creeping Death album, um. If a bunch for fit for an autopsy that last album by end um on closed casket Activities yeah, just came out yeah. a couple months ago he did that um just uh, just an endless array of stuff that eternal champion record that first lp they did um so he's like the man he, he that dude kicks ass he's, he's really good at what he does and um i we we've kind of been scoping him out for a while as we were like writing the record and uh I hit him up via email and he's like, well, I'm booked pretty far out. And I was like, okay, well, we're still recording it or working on the album. So far out's okay. But we, I just, I threw in my ideas. I was like, the album's going to be called Holocene Extension. I want something that kind of symbolizes death, maybe like a reaper. that's like ca- towering over, um, you know, factories and like putting pollution in the air. And it's like a pollution monster just kind of forming out of that. He was like, "Okay, let's do it. I'm all in," and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" So we we that, that's the vibe we kind of went with. Um, like a big pollution reaper holding a uh, a pocket watch to symbolize the uh, the doomsday clock.
2: That's very cool, and it looks it looks very good on on a and this this. I mean, I know this is kind of a everybody says it, but this is when having a vinyl record is so much better when you can see you know the the artwork up close like that and you know what somebody puts, puts a lot of thought into shit like like to, that's an important to me that makes it an important part of the album and maybe some bands don't put that much interest or thought into it but you know the the, the fact that you got that you did maybe personally or the band as a whole is cool and i think that it just adds to it
1: cool yeah i i, I appreciate it i mean i i i was of the mindset that hey it's our first LP, I want it to be, like, I want to go all out. I don't want to um, cut any corners or do anything like that. Like, this is the first release that we, like, sonically, aesthetically, recording-wise, writing-wise, that we just, like, put 150% in on everything. Like, uh, you know, I, I would say that Termination, if you said that we were a punk band, I wouldn't be mad at that, and I wouldn't necessarily agree with you. Our first Couple of EPs, we you kind know, of not to say that we cut corners, but we were just like we had more of a punk mindset. We were just like, "Yo, let's let's record something and get it out there." And this is the first time we like, took our time and like kind of um, we're a little more methodical about it.
2: Well, and it shows, all right? the, and and I, I from listening to all your other records uh, up into up until this one, um, it's obvious the the. So everything, everything about termination sounds better. Everything about termination looks better. Um, I don't know about you personally. I don't know, I'm not sure how you aged, but but <laughs> as far as but as far as your your uh, your records, the sound of your records, the look of your records, um, Extinction is such a huge step up. And that's not even supposed to be an insult on your other stuff. This it's just uh, it's just clearly you guys came um, with with intention and, and purpose on this one. And and also that's like we mentioned before lyrically. it's all there or was it um important for you to kind of be like here's here's where we stand and i want you all to be aware of it and put that all on the table from the beginning
1: yeah oh yeah i think um i mean i think lyrically like throughout the history of the band it's all kind of been that um i maybe have just gotten a little bit better at uh being more forward with it um I, I come from like, I think I take more inspiration from more more punk style hardcore bands like your in or I guess maybe this would be Power Violence but right uh, Infest the more raw you're more raw sounding bands like Infest uh, Left for Dead even um, you know even bands like Earth Crisis they're they're a little more metallicy sure. but uh, their lyrical approach is just like. Um, Especially Infest and Left for Dead It's a lot more uh, Head on and like Direct and straight to the point Not not so much um, Metaphorical or like Kind of speaking in a story I'm just like yo this is what I'm about This is what I'm doing Like the, you, you can read the lyrics of the song And um, Nothing's up for interpretation Like you read it and you know exactly What it's about what we're about And um, this yo This is what we're about
2: well, that's good. I, you know, the, I I have I've had that conversation a lot with a lot of of, of well, I'll say lyricists for hardcore bands, metal bands, wh- whichever. And there really is two sides to it. People want to be uh, open for interpretation entirely. They don't want anybody to know what the song's about, or they want or they want you to know exactly what they're writing about. There's almost <laughs> never an in between. And <laughs> right. and I, I feel like I kind of go back and forth with with which I which I prefer, but for the For what you, what you're speaking, I think it depends on subject matter. Because for for what you're speaking about, it makes me like you guys more, right? Like I know that I I identify with what you're saying. Maybe, uh, you you know, maybe I shouldn't say I identify. I'm, I'm on your side, basically. Like, I gotcha. (laughs) You know, and 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 that's that's important, right? It, it, It gives a little more meaning to your band, your record, than just I like the way that it sounds. It's also, and I like what they talk about. Um, it's harder to do that when when you got open, lyrics that are open to interpretation. Sure, uh, sure. Yeah, I, this
1: was, I think, um, like, obviously, you know, sonically and, and with the label and everything, um, there's a lot more eyes on us from the metal world than, than there has been before. Yeah. And um, I think that's one thing that kind of makes us, Stick out a little bit more. I mean, obviously, like there's there's always been death metal bands that are about like, you know, uh, leftist ideals or just like progressive thought, whatever. But I mean, like your your bolt throwers, your sepulturas and stuff like that. But for the most part, um, death metal, which is you know something that we've been categorized as of lately, is um is very uh, metaphorical and and um the the lyrically it's not as is head on you know it's yeah. interpretation it's fantasy it's um, gore you know, <laughs> or this that or the other uh, but it's not ever just like you know straight it, it's not as they don't have as punk as approach as maybe we do in terms of lyrics so I think that's one thing that kind of makes us um, stick out a little bit
2: yeah and it's uh, um, I don't, I don't want to say brave because that's a little dramatic but it's a it's it's a uh, um I don't know you're putting your you putting your face out there right like for sure here, and and, and I, I don't know that's that to me that's more admirable than just writing about uh I don't know some what's say what's the guy who wrote Lord of the Rings writing about that guy and <laughs> <For sure. laughs> you know but I, I I like that I like that 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 shit too but um but yeah to put to put a actual meaning behind the songs is is great um the so this this record like we said just just came out about a month ago. Well, as you mentioned, three weeks and six days. <laughs> uh, so uh, it's 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 gone over well. Um, what I don't know how do I, how to say this correctly because because there's I used to always ask people like what were you looking most forward to with the release of a record, but that used to encompass like there used to be options. Where now sure. now there's sure. not really options. Like did was there any. Uh, consideration of not releasing this now because of what's happening.
1: Oh, so I yeah, it, it was a real rock and hard place situation. So, our previous um I mean, I guess we did that split with Neckbeard Death Camp at the beginning of um last year, but that's only two songs, you know, um to keep people interested. I mean, it, aside from COVID-19, even before COVID-19, um I, I feel like all or for the majority of underground music communities or, or just music fans in general are very um, there's just so much going on all the time Yeah, you know every, every Friday there's fucking
2: shitload of records
1: 30 new re- records so it's easy to get lost in the flow uh, people's attention spans in terms of like new music and um, stuff like that it's just it's not it's not what it maybe used to be it just and then I think with streaming and everything so easily accessible. So things just don't feel as, uh, maybe as special as they used to. Where like 15 years ago, this record's coming out. I'm going to get in my car and drive to the record store on the release day and buy it. And then stick the CD in my car, or come home and play it on my turntable or whatever. And now it's like, there's not as much of that. Uh, right. so it's easy to get kind of lost in the sauce, uh, regardless, but, And So it was like a balancing act Because our last um, EP came out in 2017 And it was an EP It was like 13 minutes um, And so it's like Do we want to delay this any further And Let people just completely forget about us And not care by the time it comes out And this is when people thought um, We were having these conversations in like March yeah. When people thought that, oh, COVID 19 is going to be shitty for like a month or two, and then we're just going to get back to normal. <laughs> yeah, we're that was, that was crazy. Masks. Right. We're going to, people are going to wear their masks, stay away from each other. We're going to close stuff down for a couple weeks, and then we'll be back to normal, you know, in a month and a half by summer. But it's crazy. People were talking about, okay, by summer, tours are going to be popping because it's going to be over with. And here we are, you know, maybe it's going to be a year or years whatever so we 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 weren't really sure um ultimately we decided that hey even though um everything's going on i still think we should release it now i think in some ways maybe that um that was good because of a lot of the um civil unrest and obviously um some of the injustices with the with the police and shit that's been going on and amplified lately um people are earning for some something that they can um, – or yearning for somebody that feels as mad as I do. So I've had a lot of people say that. They're like, oh, this record came out at the perfect time. And that definitely wasn't intentional. Uh, like we worked out a, a deal with 20 Bucks Bin at the beginning of the year, um, and we're going to release it maybe in – I think we maybe we originally talked about spring or – early summer and it, it got pushed out a little bit, but uh, a lot of people were like, this came at the right time. I I'm glad that there's a band that says exactly what I'm feeling in this very moment. Um, so I think that it, it worked out a lot. Like, obviously um, I don't, you know, it, I wish the world was a different place, but sure. I'm glad that people who are, uh, who are having a tough time and struggling with that have, uh, have turned to this record as, a little bit of an escape or even um, fuel to their fire, if you will.
2: Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a weird thing. I mean, all, all of it's a weird thing, but the, like, like we keep mentioning lyrically and the things you're talking about on this record uh, is very, uh, I don't, I don't want to say polarizing. Cause we know, I mean, well, I guess it's polarizing, but, but it's, it's timely. And uh, sure. when you mentioned earlier that you recorded this What'd you say? I forget what you said. Over a year ago, or a year ago?
1: Yeah, about um, a year. Uh, September, the next to last weekend of September, uh, 2019, and then into the first week and a half
2: of right. October. So we'll, we'll call that a year ago. So, yeah. so you know, and, and not that these are um, new ideas or new problems. You know, and 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 I, I mentioned this. I forget how many episodes who I was talking to. Um, I think it was with Brian McTurnan. From be well we were talking about uh okay. about um the way that uh how do i say this correctly the the specifically the hardcore and punk scene has has been saying all of this shit for years right for sure but maybe now it seems to make more sense like it kind of seemed like it was just part of the genre like you have to have songs that are uh, anti-cop, anti-racist, anti—you know, like you had to have those songs. And I don't, I don't know that they meant as much before as they do now. Not, not that they shouldn't have, but it's it almost seemed like um, just like a prerequisite, like you got to have these songs. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I it, it, in in a weird way, um, I know people use this analogy with like veganism um, and animal rights things, but like. A lot of times, hardcore is ahead of the curve. Um, yeah, in, in but it terms seems of more like,
2: image-wise. Like it seems like it's more for, and I'm you know I'm a lifelong hardcore kid, but it seems more like it's just for clout. It's not actual. Yes,
1: okay, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's definitely fair.
2: <laughs> right? Um, yeah, you just, we we say we're open-minded, but but like this is my thing, One of the things that. I almost got it too earlier when we were talking about the Baltimore scenes back then, like the Baltimore scenes were big, like we say we're open-minded, we are the, we are, you know, vegan straight edge and I would never, ever go to that beatdown hardcore show with those drunk fucks, like, you know, <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Like you know, it's but 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 anyway. Sorry, sorry. That's just me going off. I, I tend to go off on the hypocrisy of the hardcore scene because I'm just a little jaded. But um, of
1: course, of course.
2: But 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 my point being, and I know I cut you off, and I apologize for that. Is that no? You're fine. You're fine. Is is that the uh, that. Your shit did come out at the right time, and it's and it seems incredibly genuine. The, some of those songs, it doesn't sound. Your delivery does not sound uh, standard. You know, the the record, <laughs> sure. the presentation, all seems legit. And I think that maybe that's what one of the things that uh, that is helping with. You know, people appreciate Terminal Nation in this record.
1: Cool, cool. I I, I think I came across somebody. Um, I don't know, maybe when the record came out or when the record was announced, and it was like well, this band definitely tried to capitalize uh, putting these songs out at this time. And it was like, or or writing this record in the middle of all this. And I was like, yo, if you only knew, some of these songs have been in the chamber for like two and a half years. We've been playing them live, and we just hadn't got around to recording a full length until last year or whatever.
2: Well, those Um, are just morons that don't know how long it takes to actually put out a record. So, yeah. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it, yeah, it's, it's, it's a stressful uh, Long process But um, uh, Crazy thing actually um, Is Obviously we're not touring So like our copies of the record Kind of like uh, no, no rush from the label or whatever Because yeah. we don't need them for shows or anything um, And I, I want him to keep the stock Because it seems to be going through it uh, Pretty quickly And I think we're working on a second press right now Hell yeah uh, Yes, yes, I'm stoked about that but I actually just got my records in today. Oh, and nice, it's, dude! It's been killing me though because I've seen people on like Instagram or Twitter <laughs> or whatever, and they're like, "Got the record and it's beautiful." And I was like, "Fuck, I wish I could see it. I wish I could hold it." Uh, I mean, I've friends locally have gotten them, and I'm like, "Let me take a look," uh, which is weird because normally, if things were normal, uh, Dave at Twenty Bucks Bin, we we would be on tour right now, and he would have sent us our records you know first before he ever shipped anything out sure we would be selling them on tour but obviously i was like hey don't stress get them to us whenever whenever you can if you need the extra stock there i get it you know we can wait a little bit uh so i just now got them so uh a month after the release but um it's it's pretty cool i just kind of surreal that like i said i came up with the um the artwork uh or the idea for the artwork and uh to see it like come to life in its final form is is uh Gotta a, it's got to be a proud moment right Yes yes and especially the first one The first LP um, I, I mean I'd like to think I'll still have the same energy For the second one when we do it But uh, but the first one I'm, I'm very Very proud of, of it
2: Well We'll we'll end it on this because you've you, you set it up, but you, you you're gonna have a you're gonna have a, a a hard one to live up to because you guys kind of <laughs> I, I think you guys kind of knocked it out of the park on this one. Um, well, thank you. Uh, it's it's thank been, you. It's well, been a pleasure of mine.
1: On, uh, we're already working on um, cranking it up a little bit more. So oh, awesome this one.
2: Great, dude. Well, Stan. Hey, thank you for having this conversation. I appreciate you taking the time, and I appreciate you and Terminal Nation putting out this record, making this music, because I, I myself have been enjoying it over the last month, maybe a little more. Um, and uh, and and I'm excited for you guys to get out there and play shows, and I, I and I say that I say that to I a lot wait. of people. I say to a lot of people that I've had on here lately at the end, and I. And I and like if, even for a guy who doesn't make it to many shows, like you know, at this point, um, sure. I'm still excited for the people that want to be out there doing it to be able to do it again because I know how important it is. I know how important it can be to even Yo, just the person in the audience. So, so I'm excited for that to happen again.
1: Yes. Awesome, awesome. Thank you very much. Of Yo, course. this is really cool. I appreciate you uh, being patient with me on my uh, on my drive through run. It was it was a uh, it was <laughs> a good time chatting with you.
2: All right, you too, Stan.
1: Thanks for doing it, man. Yes, thanks so much. Take care. All right, later. All right, bye-bye.
2: So there you have it that was my conversation with stan from terminal nation the song there at the end was called master plan um great band awesome band if you haven't heard hallucin extinction the whole album yet then uh, do yourself a favor check that out now especially if you're into hardcore punk rock grindcore uh i don't know what else power violence what are the what are the fucking another thing where all the genres we call them different names but they all sound uh, relatively the same um but uh but stan was a was a was a was a was a wonderful guest uh, you know, sometimes you just, you just get excited when someone answers the phone like that. Uh, <laughs> a lot of times, a lot of times I do these interviews and the guy, the guy who answers on the other end is like, I don't know, they has got this like voice of doom, like, like they weren't expecting you. But you know, then you get a guy like Stan who's like, "Hey, what's up?" and and that's it. And the shit goes off, and then you talk about fast food for way too long, and you talk about a whole bunch of other shit for way too long. But uh, eventually, you get your points, your points hammered down, and you get to talk about what you're supposed to be talking about. And uh, whether it takes a while or not, I don't mind because uh, being on the phone and having a conversation with pleasant people is uh, is the most fun part of this. And uh, you know, that's 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 true. So, um. I got a couple more of those coming up. It's, <laughs> thankfully, I got a couple more of those types of episodes coming up uh, as as we hone in on the uh, on the fall season of Kidding It Out podcast. What is in store? Well, I'm going a little industrial for a bit. You know, a little little outside of my outside of my normal uh, listening uh, tastes. Going industrial. Um, got realized uh, coming up with Kyle Kennedy. You might know him from a band called Sex Prisoner, which is like a power violence, a grindcore. I don't know whatever you want to classify them as. But he does this band called Realize. Now they got a record coming out on Relapse Record called Machine Violence. very cool. Um, I also got uh, the very, the very well known uh, Burton C. Bell. You might know that name as the singer from Fear Factory, and it is the same guy. But now, but, but what we recently talked about was his his other band, Ascension of the Watchers, and their new record, uh, Apocrypha. That's coming out, uh, I think, like October 9th or something. That sounds right. Let's just stick with that. Uh, anyway, so those, those are a couple episodes that are coming up. Um, a few more in the mix, too. A couple hardcore bands. A couple uh, Maybe a metalcore band in there. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. You know Who knows, man? He knows, man? Anything can change. At any time, I can slip someone else in. Or someone can be like, hey, can we do it? I'll be like, yeah, you can fucking do it. Because that's the way this works, man. It's not just me uh, looking for the next coolest guest. Uh, we can we can make this work with just about anybody. You want to come over here and have a cool conversation, we can have a cool conversation. You want to come over here and talk about some dumb shit, we can talk about some dumb shit, too. You want to talk about your band's album, it'd be boring. Don't worry. It's happened here several times. We can do that, too. But, uh, you know, reach out to me. Dan at gettingitout.net. Uh, that's, that's my email address. It's that simple because getting it out.net, the website is coming eventually. I'm told within the end of the month, I think I've mentioned that recently in a couple episodes, but we'll see. Um, I'm, I'm hopeful that that's the case. I'm hopeful that I can, uh, uh show you some things that have been working on for the, oh, throughout the year, really. Um, uh, a lot of it out of date at this point, but you know, it just needs to get out there. A lot, a lot of, I did a lot of text interviews, a little, a lot of email interviews, a few with friends of mine, um, that are pretty unknown but it would be really nice for you to uh, f- for, for me to share them with you and, and, and I think it'd be it'd be cool for people to read um, so hopefully we'll get that going soon but you know wait and see uh, you can always follow uh, the instagram at uh, getting underscore it underscore out underscore podcast there's a Facebook page uh, facebook.com slash getting it out podcast and the getting getting it out Twitter is at getting it out Pod. Sorry, I'm holding back a burp, and I should just let it go because all oh, my words sound weird now. You ever try to do that? I'm sure you have. We all we're human. We are we are one. We are one. Um, what's that? You know, remember? Do you remember in the '90s when Brian Adams, Sting, and uh, Rod Stewart did that song together for the Three Musketeers soundtrack? That was fucking unity, like white people unity. But that was total. <laughs> yeah that was total I remember listening to that I remember listening to that song on you know, repeat on a cassette and like probably recorded off the stereo in my basement rollerblading in circles around the staircase that's that was true 90s shit and you had to step over the drain for the sump pump every time <laughs> yeah you don't know you don't know anything maybe maybe we get wild and do a deep cut like Brian Adams cuts like a knife but that's the 90s, man. You had to be there, I guess. With fucking Sting, Brian Adams, and Rod Stewart with that Three Musketeers soundtrack song. You need to look that motherfucker up right now. I wish I had it on me. I'd play it. Play it. That's how we'd end this podcast. But I don't. So I'm going on for too long. Um, that's going to be it for this one. Uh, the Heat just won the second game against the Celtics. I guess that's what's happening. I guess we're going to see a Heat-Lakers finals and you got to imagine LeBron gets another one. I hope so. Nobody ever talks about how he's going to do it with, with his third team. They always say that with Kawhi. They never say that with LeBron. All right. Hey, I don't know. I'm, I'm awful with these things. I'm awful with predictions. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. No, most like like 95% of listeners getting in our podcast do not give a shit about the NBA. And I understand that. But hey, I do. So you're going to hear me talk about that. Let's end this one now, though, before I go on for entirely too long with a song from Venomous Concept. Are you familiar with Venomous Concept? You should be. Um, not because they need, they need the recognition. This, this is a band made up of, a uh, pretty, pretty well-known fellas. Uh, you got, uh, Shane Embry from Napalm Death. You got, who else is, who else is in that band? You got uh, Kevin Sharp, who, uh, was from, uh, was a Brutal Truth. You got, uh, well, they had that guy Buzz from, uh, from the Melvins, but he, hes turning out to be some kind of weird Trump asshole, isn't he? Uh, they had that guy, uh, Danny Danny Herrera from Napalm Death. It was he still? He might still be in it. I don't know. Danny Loker from Nuclear Assault and. Uh, and who else was Danny Loker? And I can't remember at the moment. But uh, you know, so anyway. So so it's, it's a lot. Of, it's not a lot of well-known guys. They don't. They don't need the uh, lead-off song. So I'm going to put them here at the end. It's the first track off of Politics versus the Erection. It came out August 28th on Season of Miss Records. This was called Simeon Flu. Thank you for listening. I hope you'll stick around. Bye bye.